This is a HeadGum Podcast. You will dream it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about all the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I'm just going to start with an apology because <laughs> America is talking. Everyone's mad at me. <laughs> Everyone's mad at me for confusing. So God, here's what happened. Out of all of the things that we have messed up and lied about, <laughs> just kidding, accidentally lied about on this podcast, for you guys to really zoom in on this one, love it. Okay, so I just confused. I knew that Barbara Bush had a woman in her family's name, and I confused it with her mom's name, but no, she has a grandma's name, so I called her Laura Bush. People were sending me pictures of Laura Bush compared to Lauren Lauren, <laughs> and they were like, you really thought these two people looked the same? I was like, I know she's not her mother. I just forgot her name was Barbara. I just don't know how we've ever received such hatred and correction than when talking about the Bush family, which like now we're talking about the Bush family again. This is miserable. <laughs> anyway, that's it. That's all you're getting from me. I guess I was going to say I will not apologize, but I literally just apologized. So, <laughs> And we and I pronounced I pronounced Lauren wrong like 25 times because apparently everyone watches Friends and knows that it's Ralph Lauren, which I hate. I think it it shouldn't be Ralph Lauren. It should be Ralph Lauren, so she's not Lauren Lauren. And maybe she should change it moving forward. Yeah, it's your name. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. If I got that name, if my name was Lauren Lauren, I'd be like, hell no, I'm calling myself Lauren yeah. Lauren. Like, what if I named somebody with the last name Lindsay, which is completely possible because that's also last name. Would I want to be Lindsay Lindsay? No, I'd be want to, I'd want to be like Lindsay Lindsay or something. Ooh, that's Lindsay Lindsay. Nice. <laughs> Lindsay Lindsay. It's like how my dad says that finger is not pronounced with the hard G. He says it's technically pronounced finger, like singer. Finger. Finger. Mr. Finger, uh, it's a finger. <laughs> it's finger? Finger? Finger. It is funny thinking of our names as Lindsay Lindsay and Bobby Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what Lauren Lauren has to live with her entire life. That's why I'm suggesting it's Lauren Loren. I don't care how it's supposed to be pronounced. I also just love that, like, it's pronounced just like the girl's name. There's no fanciness involved in that last name. It's just Lauren Lauren. You know the best thing about having your name be the same first and last? What? Filling out forms. <laughs> first name last name if they put last name first first name last Ugh. it doesn't matter or if you're in another country you don't know how to say what first name and last name means which i always mixed up in french class you know you just put yeah. both like surname pronoun yeah <laughs> whatever yeah. Yeah. you're like uh <laughs> exactly you're just like madame Lindsay, Lindsay. Uh, just Lindsay, Lindsay. madame Lindsay, Lindsay. oh yeah your french <laughs> accent is really on point <laughs> What a horrible intro. Look at the hell our listeners hath wrought. I'm sorry, but when you complain about us getting something wrong... Here's what you get. This is what happens. A you completely have to unfunny apology. <laughs> to suffer through four minutes of a non-apology where we go off the rails. And now and Lindsay's about to tell about another anecdote. Again. No, Lindsay, you... tell me another anecdote. Oh my god. I just had a really good flashback when you were speaking French to that time we were in Vegas. It's always in Vegas. And we went to, we like somehow stopped in the, the Paris Hotel. Paris, Paris or whatever it's called. What's it called? Paris. Somehow. And then it's like a, it's and, like a beacon. It's like moths And to you the and I 
took our like junior high French and decided that we were just like speak French in the casino. Oh, so he yeah, was I like, mm, bonjour, monsieur. Like, <laughs> excuse me, junior high French. Lindsay, I took French th- from freshman year of high school to sophomore year of college. Um, I took French also through high school. But what I'm saying is I speak like I took French just for one year in junior high. My French has <laughs> deteriorated and yours has too. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so bad. It was great. It felt Paris. like it felt like we were we felt like we were in the beginning of Beauty and the Beast, where she's like bonjour and like getting books and stuff. It was like us, but in P- Vegas, talking to people who worked at like fake croissant stores, but who definitely didn't speak French at all. I think I was probably running around screaming, "I need six eggs." <laughs> if I wasn't, we're gonna have to go back so I can do that again. Oh, great, cool, can't wait. Um, so this week on Who Weekly, now that you've had that disgusting <laughs> intro that you deserve okay you deserve i hope you're happy hell. here's what you get um, and if you're listening for the first time i'm sorry <laughs> uh so we usually say things that are on topic and not relating to other things you've never heard about um right if you're listening to the first time maybe because you're a betty who fan who's Ooh. never heard the podcast before Ooh. um this is a, a big, exciting show for us. We had the um, the honor, the pleasure, the privilege of interviewing none other than international pop queen, <laughs> Betty Who, question mark. <laughs> Betty Who? She, she called us from LA on the eve of the final stop of her most recent tour, promoting her new album, The Valley, which is a lot of fun. It's streaming everywhere, but you could also buy physical copies if that's your sort of thing. Um, we talked to her about fame, Australia. having a niche audience. We talked to her about Australia, Australian Who's. We talked to her about the Berkeley Music School, where she went to music school with a bunch of other Who's, including Charlie Puth and Megan Trainer. <laughs> Heard of them? It was great. We talked to her about pop music. Lindsay got into a very passionate discussion with All her right. All about right. pop music. All right. Uh, thanks again to Betty Who, and then we'll do the rest of the show after. All right, so today on the podcast, we're super excited. We have excited. pop star, Australian pop star. Can I like, I love that adding that as like a, we've never had an Australian pop star on our podcast before. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I don't know. I don't know if I would classify myself as an, as an Australian pop star, but I appreciate yes, it. Yes, <laughs> have to. You Australian have to. pop star, the one and only, um, our name twin, Betty Who. Welcome to Who Weekly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like you've, this moment has just been waiting to happen, and uh, like you named the podcast after me, and now I'm finally. <laughs> that's how I feel, to be honest. I think it was when I was listening to your your cover of "I Love You Always Forever," and it finally hit me yeah. after a year of doing the podcast. I was like, "Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> we are. It's truly faded. So I feel like the first question, which you probably get a lot, and that we are going to address first, is why Betty Who? Where did that come from? You are older than us, so obviously you did not name yourself after us. Did you name yourself after after Who Weekly, the Australian tabloid? <laughs> oh my God, love that, love that tabloid. No, I didn't technically. Um, I actually just named myself Betty Who because I thought it sounded—I don't know—I thought it sounded cool. I wrote a song and I named it Betty Who before anything ha- happened or whatever, and I was like thinking about, do I want a stage name? I don't know. And I kind of was like, what about Betty Who? And I kind of threw it out there, and everyone was like. Yeah, great. Okay, and then I just never really thought about it again. It's, it's, I wish I had like a better story. 
pretty pretty simple. Well, my favorite thing about your your stage name is that you have T-shirts that you sell. Bobby, you told me this that say "Who the fuck is Betty? Who, who the fuck is Betty? Who? That is yeah. extremely good. Tell me all about Thank that. You. Have you gotten? Have you experienced that before? Like, tell me about people asking who you are. I know you have a niche following, which I think is wonderful, but I'm sure is also somewhat interesting for you as you go throughout the country and mm-hmm. tour and stuff around the world it's it's, it's like we were wondering if the shirts were a response to <laughs> that actually yeah. being a question yeah yeah um sort of there the, uh, the shirts actually come from um i don't i'm very lucky generally i don't get hate tweeted all that much but, like people say horrible things about everybody on the internet but mine are kind of mostly what people troll me with it's like who the fuck even are you anyway like, <laughs> Betty who, more like who the fuck is she and it's like you think that like these people think that they're being clever and that nobody has like, said that before they're like betty who ha, more like dot 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 and i'm like yeah okay like we get it and so <laughs> we when we were making this new batch of merch i was like we should fucking troll the trolls and this this t-shirt is kind of my homage to all those people um think that they're being original there's no better revenge against the trolls than to make money off of the trolls attacks <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so exactly. true it's so true um so also the yeah. way that we're doing this I, I think we forgot to set this up oh yeah but the way we like sort of framing our interviews is in the is in the way that a lot of tabloids will talk about celebrities and that like five things you need to know about this person so we're going through our five okay. things we need to know about Betty These Who. These are the five things the first we think one, people need to know about you. Your name isn't actually Betty Who. The second one, you sell shirts that say, who the fuck is Betty Who? And the third one is, you went to Berkeley with Charlie Puth and Megan Trainor. Yeah, so now it's time for you to talk a little shit. I'm joking. You don't have to say you don't talk <laughs> like, Berkeley is you such a... School. I actually, I didn't go to school with... I went to like a summer program with Megan, but we actually didn't really know each other. I think oh. we knew of each other, um, but we didn't meet until after about that big wow um but she had been like sort of following my career through she and my best friend from college like knew each other at that summer program and so she always like would like all of the stuff that my friend sarah would post about me whatever and so she was kind of like following on my career as well as i was hers (laughs) and then um actually the last time i played los angeles she was there, um, she came to the show, and I remember being like, this is such a full circle moment. Charlie and I did actually go to school together. We were like, we went to the summer program, and then we went to college together. We lived in the dorms. We Whoa. were like, we go way back. Is it weird to see other people that were like in your, your pop class become like pop stars also? Like, it's kind of weird that you all like came up together through like pop star school kind of, and <laughs> now you're seeing all your friends yeah. other places. I mean, most, mostly it's just, it's it's so funny because the music industry, the what the world is so small. Yeah. Like everywhere I go, I run into somebody that I know at any music event or anything ever. Like every studio I walk into, there's a um, there's like a kid that I went to school with. Um, there's a kid I went to school with who's like sitting at the front desk mm-hmm. working. Or you know, there's always somebody who I know somewhere in the world hanging out. Um. So it's kind of, it, it's it's both confusing and, you know, also totally like, of course it's happening this way. Kind of surreal. I, I was wondering, like, Berkeley is such a famous music school um, and you hear about it all the time. What is, is it an intimidating process to, to be accepted into that place? I, how do you get in there? Yeah. How do I get, how do you get in yeah, Berkeley? Yeah, wh- what's the application process like? Yeah, can you send them a pop song? <laughs> or you have to do something Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so here's how my audition went. No, basically, <laughs> the thing that I, I, love about Berkeley that I think is really cool um, is that they accept people on potential. 
Um, so there are a lot of kids there who come in and they've never had formal music training ever. And then there are other kids who've come in and they've taken music theory their whole lives and they have been doing music forever and ever since they were like out of the womb, they've been studying the thing to play. Mm -hmm. And so you get a really big mix of people coming from different backgrounds, which I think is what makes it so diverse because it's like, yeah, when you're at classical music school, basically every single person who gets into any conservatory in the country has been doing it their whole lives and mm -hmm. is proficient in pretty much exactly the same thing. Right. And at Berkeley, there's a lot that's different. You know, I have friends who came in who didn't know how to read music when they went to Berkeley. Um, and then there are kids like me who studied classical music for, you know, 14 years before they went to Berkeley. And so I think um, it, it's really interesting to kind of see where everybody landed. And I mean, some of the kids, they're sort of like, it's horrible, but there's this like, urban legend about Berkeley where if you graduate, you actually won't be successful. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because so many of the people who have left Berkeley and have become, like, superstars are all dropouts. Um, and, like, you know, so at Berkeley, you're an alumni after one semester. So if you finish a semester at Berkeley, you're, like, counted as an alumni. So that's how, like, John Mayer is a Berkeley alumni, even though he didn't even finish his first year. Um, <laughs> I'm a Berkeley you. alumni. They count you. Though, they want you Yeah, I'm list. a Berkeley alumni, but I dropped out, too. So, so you studied classical music, but when did you start, like, making pop music? Mm -hmm. Like, when did that come into your subconscious and you're like, you know what? I love, like, a three-minute, 30-second, like, catchy hook. Oh, like, how do I, how do you banger. even get to yeah. that point? Because, like, I... I feel like that's kind of the guilty pleasure part of me where when you study music, it's hard to make the transition to being like, I am, you know, I take myself very seriously to being like, I want to write the perfect, like, ca catchy, shameless, bubblegum pop, like, hit that, that people everyone will, will, that will get stuck in someone's head and, like, ruin their lives. You know, how <laughs> do you get to that point? <laughs> I, you know, it's so funny because it, it took me a long time. I, I was a songwriter, you know, my whole kind of, like, teenage years. And I was four. I wrote my first song when I was 14. Um, and it was like sort of a pop song, but I was like sitting at a piano and I was brooding and I wrote everything on guitar and piano and they were all pretty singer songwritery. Um, you know, I listened to a lot of Carol King. I listened to a lot of Joni Mitchell, you know, that was kind of where I was yeah. thinking I was, you We're know, Ingrid Michaelson, Sarah Bareilles, that's yep. sort of what I thought I was going to do is like sit behind the piano and play and sing. Right. Um, but the, the more, honestly, it was sort of like, at Berkeley, there are so many people who do that. Mm -hmm. um, I got to Berkeley, and I, I was that person, and as was, you know, every other kid who's in the songwriting program at Berkeley. And I think after a while, I sort of just saw how, how talented everybody is. And I go, okay, there's 100 kids in this, like, seminar with me. 99 of them, like, could be professional songwriters and singers right now. Right. Like, so what makes me different? What makes me, what makes anybody special? Um because they, everybody's talented now, you know, everybody in LA is just as good as everybody else. And it's something, some, making it so much of the time has absolutely nothing to do with your talent level. It's more about Luck. right place, right time, right or, place, right time. or who you know. Yeah, yeah totally. Or just race. being prepared for it when it hits you, you know? And so the, the more I spent time writing and kind of playing around with different styles of writing, the more I just gave into the fact that I love pop music my whole life. I have been obsessed with it. I love the minutia of it. I love the deliberate choices that are made to make a perfect pop song. And I think pop music is one of the only genres that you can make something that's perfect. Yeah. You know, everybody knows that Teenage Dream is a perfect pop song. Everyone knows that The Way You Make Me Feel is a perfect pop song. And 
you know, you can't write a perfect singer-songwriter song because it's, you know, it's it's objective. It's I felt this way, and and this is what I wanted to do. And ever, and someone could go, yeah, it's perfect, and someone else could go, you know, it doesn't mean anything to me. Right. And in pop, I think even if it doesn't mean anything to you, you can still acknowledge that it's perfect. And All over the world. Yeah. That kind of yeah. That search for that that struggle for the perfect song and yeah I mean and the perfect brand yeah. it's a product right it's right. so much more well than that's what I was going to ask you it's like so this Betty Who persona that you've like created like where is she from like what's her is she like Britney Spears like where do you look oh my God. for inspiration <laughs> like who do you kind of because I love that it's like a, I am Britney right we have you're, you're, you're wig off I am Britney Spears I mean you're like our our age I think so you know we all look towards like when we were 13 12 like who who was the pop star right and that's mm-hmm. like who we take from so it's like you know the Britney Spears Christina Aguilera or is it like a generation oh, yeah. like you know is is that where you see your influences from kind of a hundred percent my first tape was my first tape that I ever owned was a Britney Spears tape it was hit me maybe one more time so like <laughs> Britney is Britney's music particularly like Britney's first three albums like have influenced me as a writer and as a singer and as a performer like immeasurably yeah um I, I really and and like people kind of like think I'm joking and I'm like no actually like Britney Spears' third record changed my life like it's one of the albums that I have spent the most time with because because it's Max Martin being Max Martin I mean <laughs> it's, it's it's a it's an album that you should study if you love pop music you should know every single song on that record yeah um, and it was at the height of her you know it was, it's the I'm a slave for you record are you kidding me um, <laughs> that album and and Beyonce actually I came to later in life because I think. I didn't really grow up on R and B, um, and it took me until I was like a teenager to to figure out that I was like, oh, this is like the tightest thing I've ever heard, and like, what have I been doing all my life? Like, I had to go find Earth, Wind, and Fire. I had to go find Beyonce. I had to right. go find Marvin Gaye. Um, and, and once I did, I was you know changed changed man, changed forever. <laughs> um, and like, so Britney Spears makes up like the entirety of. When I was four till when I Britney Spears and Instinct, to be honest, yeah, um, make up from when I was four to when I was like fourteen, and then Very fourteen same. to twenty-four, Beyonce. Very 100%. same. Very same. So, I mean, I guess what is really interesting to me about pop music is that it's like it's seen as being mass produced because it's mass consumed. Mm-hmm. But you like have this thing where you're making pop music, but you have like kind of a more niche audience where you you know you have a special like. People know who you. Some people know who you are and, and are obsessed with you, and then some people don't. Do you think it's like kind of weird that you're creating this like mass-produced pop music, but for this like niche audience? I always I think about that a lot because I almost think that's also yeah. kind of what Robin does. You know, you, like you it's remind me totally. a little bit about yeah. Robin. So, do you ever think about that? Like, it's what is the purpose? I think about that all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's it, and it's such a strange place to be, right? Because like the people who care care more than anybody in the world right. care about anything, right? And then the people who don't or like literally who the fuck is Betty who yeah. and so right. it's, it's a very strange like it's very interesting to, to be in the middle of it and sort of you know I, I kind of it, it all plays into how I you know relate myself worth to what I do and it's really hard to not 
care about what people right, think. Right, because there's a confidence that you, you have to have when you make pop music, I think, where it's like, this is the best song of all time. There's just like a confidence that you have to have that I think could get kind of thwarted. You can't do what right. I do right. unless you are like, I'm the best. Right. And, <laughs> but also you're like, but also what am I doing here? And I don't know how to do anything. Right. And actually I'm a fraud. It's like, nobody look at me. <laughs> right, that's, but that's just normal human behavior. But you can get that's away everywhere. with that if totally. you're a singer-songwriter. If you're a pop star, you can't get away with ever letting that show. I mean, that's when, you know, you see our like, like Katy Perry's and whatever you're like you see through the you see little cracks and you're like no don't I never want to hear like I never want to know what yeah. you're actually emotionally going through right now you know because they're no, up on a 100%. pedestal and I I think it's it's really what's weird about it is that you know I, I generally I have this rule where it's like if I believe the good stuff that people say about me I think I also have to believe that. um and, and I don't, so I don't really believe any of it, which <laughs> sounds dated, but it's not supposed to. Yeah. It's just, it's more like, survival. you know, strategy. you read a review and someone's like, you're the greatest thing that's ever happened. And you're like, oh, thanks. And then you read a, a bad review where they're like, you don't know what you're doing. And you're like, oh, well, I don't believe you. Like, well, no, like, you know, or then I read good stuff and I'm like, yeah, but you know, nobody actually cares. And then I read bad stuff and I'm like, yeah, they're right. Like I should quit. And it's, so it's oh kind my of, God. I think. What a it's wrong I mean, it's horrible, and people people write about you as an artist because you're not a person in that moment. Mm-hmm. You are a brand. You're a product mm-hmm. that they bought, and, and they are now judging. Mm-hmm. As you do when you buy an air conditioner and you write a shitty review for it on the internet, and you're like, yes, it's a bad air conditioner. It's like people feel the same way about music as they do about everyday inanimate objects. Of course, and, and then and you go, which but adds, actually, I'm like, right. But I think it adds to it when it's pop music. I think it doesn't help. Like it doesn't help your cause for people to see. There's like, it's it's like the singer songwriter music could give an air of like faux indie music where it's like, oh, they're just trying to like make it, you know, do their own thing. Pop music, I think, takes it to this other level. Which even though you are almost like an indie pop artist in a way, you because it's pop music, it it's it's like uh, going to be seen in a different way. I just I'm very interested in this for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's a hundred percent, and you're yeah. right, and it's really funny, and a lot of people don't think about it, so I appreciate that you do, because yeah. a lot of people are like, yeah, but like your life is so easy, and I'm like, it's really hard. <laughs> Wait, Bobby, what's number four on well, our list? Number four on our list is uh, so you made. We think this is fascinating. We talk about Andy Cohen all the time and Watch What Happens Live. We think it's incredible that you made your American TV debut on Watch What Happens Live, performing Somebody Loves You. Iconic. <laughs> What was that like? What was that like as your first experience in American on, television to be on maybe one of the most overwhelming TV personalities this country has to offer? And on a channel that is a show about its own shows. <laughs> like a truly. Yeah, obviously. Are you kidding? Yeah. Um, it was the, honestly, because we did it for like a week. We were the house band. Amazing. I, I, was, I was the house band for the show while they were in, in South by. And it was honestly so much fun because not only did I meet like three housewives, obviously oh, dying. Which housewives? Um, wait, which, wait, which but ones? I also <laughs> which ones? I like Dave Franco was on the show. Oh. Um, he's so hot and tall, and <laughs> like Seth Rogen was on the show. Um, and uh, which, but what was really like the coolest thing about it is that one Andy is the best, and I also I see him literally every time I'm out walking on the street in the West Village in New York. I'm of like, course. there's Andy again. I see him. <laughs> everywhere i gotta say um, i i gotta say i cannot imagine you walking around the west village without being mobbed, mobbed by every resident <laughs> of the west village i feel like i feel like your demographic is the, the west village oh my god my friends and i have a really funny joke that when i'm feeling like down on myself or i'm feeling like i'm like i'll never be a star like i just go out to a club in west hollywood and i get like attacked and i'm like thank you thank you so and i guess the last the last one of the five things that we have we wanted to ask you about 
is that you covered iconic pop song, <laughs> I Love You Always From Forever. From the Dawson Creek soundtrack, right? That was where I first heard it, I think. Oh my God, that's like a deep cut. I didn't know it was from the Dawson's Creek soundtrack. Oh my God. I would borrow this CD from my sister because my sister had so many CDs and I would like slip this one out and the, listen to yeah. it privately and then put it back so she wouldn't see. And then she noticed <laughs> I was taking it and was like, you can keep the Donna Lewis album. Bob, <laughs> this is fine. Oh my God. Um, so how, what was oh that like? Did you, was that some, a song that you were like already endeared to or how did that come to be? that song since the day it came out it was its 20 year anniversary last year oh it's actually God. sort of how it like oh. i know doesn't it make you feel fucking old i feel so weird I and oh, donna lewis i know um but but i had been trying to cover it for a long time and i was kind of joking about it in a label meeting that i had and someone at the label was like no you have to absolutely do that <laughs> um and so i got together with my producer peter and he and i were like kind of chatting and like messing around and I sort of recorded like a verse on it that was like we were just like like we shouldn't change too much like is this even going to be good like I've never done a cover really in this way I kind of don't like doing covers I don't, I don't know because I'm just I'm a writer and that's you know a part of what I do and I love original music and whatever and so we sort of thought that it wasn't going to do anything and it was just supposed to be like a in-between albums like fun little moments um, and then we put it out and it was massive in Australia. It went number one in Australia. So that's, we also, we want perfect segue. number one. This is a perfect segue, right? Let's talk about Australia. Okay. <laughs> so we are in we the business of who's and one of the places where that provides us a lot of content, people we have no idea who they are is Australia. So tell mm-hmm. us, <laughs> so I guess we get a lot of calls yeah. from Australians and they call in and they're like, Oh, you got to talk about this person. And we have like, no idea, no who, they idea are. who they are. So who are your favorite yeah. Australian celebrities who are immensely famous in Australia, but not famous anywhere else? Yes. Kylie Minogue is literally my queen. Yeah. And the fact that she is not the most famous person in America breaks my fucking heart every single day. Speaking um, of perfect pop songs is, also. Yeah. She's a princess. She's literally like royalty. She is our princess. <laughs> um, so she's, so she's, she's huge over there. Yeah. She's like the most famous singer in Australia, probably. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I'm obsessed with her and enti- like completely. I opened for her on tour. Um, oh, wow. oh my god! Yeah, I did. I did a stint with her in Australia, and it was like such a full circle moment. I had <laughs> seen her ten years before in the same venue that I then opened up for her in. That's ten years that's later. Poetic. That's and I was beautiful. like standing on the stage and I told that story and I was like, this is such a crazy moment because I was standing here when she was doing her like Aphrodite tour or something and she brought Bono out and I remember and I was like really overwhelmed. I cried at one point. I was just like, this is like the biggest night ever. I love the show so much and like here I am standing on the same stage about like about to watch her again. <laughs> that's amazing. It was so cool. Oh, the other person who I love that a lot of Americans don't know is this girl named Missy Higgins. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Don't know the name. Missy Higgins is a singer-songwriter. Yep, don't know her. Yep, another one. Don't know her. (laughs) Um, Missy is the most, like, wonderful songwriter. She's incredible. So she's a singer-songwriter. You have to listen to her. Okay. Yeah, she's great. Who is, like, someone who, like, who's your, like, who's an Australian, like, Lindsay Lohan figure? Honestly, I think... I think we're just as obsessed with the Kardashians as you are. I think, oh, like, really? we don't need our own Lindsay Lohan. I'm sorry. We have yours. <laughs> we <laughs> love like, it. So sorry. We've exported them all the way over there. Um, oh, I love it. Also, I, I will be honest. I haven't lived in Australia in a long time. Right. So I'm pretty out of the, like, 
socialite scene in Australia. <laughs> but next time I'm going back later this year, I'll have to I'll I'll take a picture of Who Weekly and uh, and show you who's on oh, the cover. Thank Please. you, thank you. That'd our be a namesake dream. slash we didn't know they existed when we started our podcast, so don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> we had no Great. idea. <laughs> Sorry, Who Weekly. <laughs> Sorry, other Who Weekly. Although it is fascinating to read Who Weekly because or read their website because I don't have a copy, but their website's really funny because it'll be like American pop culture news and then someone doing something that I've literally never heard of someone's name just peppered like, in. but it'll just be like he got a big spider bite and you're like what is that what happens in Australia <laughs> yeah. and it's like I think that is what happens <laughs> so Australian like uh, just getting mauled by yes. kinds of like crazy animals yes that's what I basically assumed and that's what a lot of the headlines are like where it's like one of your television personalities got a spider bite the other day and it made who yeah it made, 100%. it made news yeah. like the most Australian thing I've ever heard yeah so you're on tour right now. So yeah, you're on tour. Get, what, are you, what are we plugging right here? This the Valley. Gonna, yeah. Great album. album. Lindsay and I both love it. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm, in our, last, our last show is tonight. Last um, show? In L.A. Oh, of course. Yeah. We're, we're, we're in L.A. right now. I just finished a rehearsal, and we are about to head over to Soundcheck, actually. Oh we're having a very busy day. It's very exciting. So you're going to see all of West Hollywood tonight at your show? All of West yeah. Hollywood's going to explode. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Lindsay, hopefully Lindsay Lohan will uh-huh. be there. Maybe a Hemsworth brother. Who knows? <laughs> Congratulations on your new album and tonight's show and all of that. And yeah, thank you and so thanks much for talking, for talking to, us. to us. Thank you guys so much, and thanks for having me. Of it's course, a always. of course. Anytime you come across any new Australian people, you need us to know about. Yeah, just send us an email. Send us an email. We need to investigate. <laughs> I will literally constantly tweet you pictures, and you'll be like, I, "We shouldn't have said this." We no, never, never. All we I'm need... going to do is send you random Australian socialites. We could me, never get enough. That's literally please. our entire goal in life. So please do it. Thank you um, so much. Actually, the last little, the last piece of Australian info I'll leave you with. Actually, Are you ready Ooh. for this? Yeah. You know, you know the. Um, Britney Spears Ever After Lifetime movie that was yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. The girl who plays Britney, she's Australian, and we went to the same school growing up. She was like two years <laughs> below me and full on. So that's another Australian celebrity that I've got a lot on. Also, what a weird connection that the girl who played Britney Spears in, in the, the Lifetime, Lifetime movie is, Australian. is someone you know and Australian. <laughs> also, we could not find anyone Obviously. in America to play Britney that wasn't Australian. That's like a big... No, of course not. Shame of on us. Not. It's Lifetime. What do you expect? I know. Of it's... course not. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but um, now I'm definitely yeah, doing now it. Now we got to watch it. My boyfriend, I'll watch, like, you know, I'll be watching my Pretty Little Liars at home or something, and he'll come home, and he'll be like, oh, my God, I can't take you. I'm worried that I'm just going to watch, like, one too many Lifetime movies, and he'll be like, I have to break up with you. I <laughs> no, can't do this anymore. Never. So I've been saving. <laughs> I've been saving Britney ever after, because I don't trust that he will leave me if he sees me watching it. This one seems like it's faded, so you better get on that quick. Okay, well, I'll get, I'll get to it real quick. <laughs> Great. Right, well, thanks a lot. Thank you. Good luck tonight. Bye. bye. Thank you, guys. Thank bye. you for everything. Talk to you later. Okay, so in honor of Betty Who and Australia and Australians and the amazing people that called last time to talk about us about neighbors, remember that? Oh, the Australian neighbors. Oh, you are. Um, I have a little bit of a game. It's not a good game, um, because I don't know. I just like you know whatever. Maybe it's a good game. This game, it's very simple. Because I have this problem where I mix up. I feel like up. you're thinking about you're you're introducing it for a long time so you can finish thinking about the game. No, like no, no, you no, haven't no. quite figured out the game. No, I figured out the no, the game. You'll see the game is not that complicated. I often mix up Australians with British people, actors. I'm just like, are they British? Are they Australian? I don't know. So I made up this game. It's very rude of you. 
It's called Australian or not Australian, a bad game. <laughs> and this is like you... this is like the uh, the low rent uh, Billy on the street, like generic Billy on the street game. As if that's not every single one of our games. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Lindsay in a bed. That's what I'm literally taping from my bed. Lindsay in a bed. Is it okay? So here, <laughs> Lindsay in a bed. <laughs> But it's like me in a cot and they just roll me around and I have a microphone outstretched for my hand just leaning over the bed. And I'm like, mm, Australian or not Australian? <laughs> and my voice sounds like I just woke up 10 minutes ago because I did. Okay. Someone thinks you have like some sort of medical condition because they're rolling you around. And you're like, no, I'm fine. I just like don't want to get out of bed. It would be funny to have a show where people get in bed with you. Like you're in a bed and people get in bed with you and you do stuff together. That's, that's a that's already been a thing. Wasn't wasn't that a Joan Rivers show? Oh fuck, you're right. Yeah, oh yeah, they like online or whatever. That's yeah. fun. Anyways, I, my bed would wow. be out in the public. No, but you'd be like, it'd be like in the public. Like there, I'd be in a rolling cot, and you'd get in my bed like we were in Charlie and Chocolate Factory, four grandparents in one bed. Okay. For yeah, example, just like that in they're, they're British. <laughs> that's a good example for my game. So now I'm going to give you a name, and you're going to have to say Australian, or you're going to say not Australian. Okay. 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 Jesus Christ. Not Australian. Is the game okay. is that clear? Yes. Okay. And actually, to I feel make like this... we're both we're recording early today, and I feel like we're both delusional. <laughs> I mean, we both sound like shit. I'll say that. Okay. okay. So what I'm gonna do to make this harder is I'm gonna give you a timer. I'm gonna do a timer. Okay. Oh my okay. god. So you're gonna have to see how many of these you get in uh, thirty seconds. Oh my god. Or a minute. So the intro is six times as long as the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, do 30 now, seconds. Well, with this intro, it's taken us now a thousand years to even get to the No, game. do one minute. Um, do one minute. Okay. You have one minute to get all these people right. I mean, there's not even that many people. You can't skip. Okay. Okay, ready? Ready? Yeah. Set. Go. Iggy Azalea. Australian. Teresa Palmer. Australian. Sienna Miller. Not Australian. Michael Sheen. Not Australian. Isla Fisher. Australian. Rosie Huntington Whitley. <laughs> Australian. No. Portia de Rossi. Is this a trick? Not Australian. No, she's Australian. You're wrong. She's Rose Australian? Byrne. Rose Byrne. What the fuck? Oh, Australian queen. Jamie Dornan. Australian. No. Calvin Harris. Oh, God, Harris. he's like Scottish. Isn't Calvin he? Harris. Oh, Calvin Harris. Not Australian. Rebel Wilson. Australian. Kelly Brook. Australian. No. Jai Courtney. Australian. Charlie Hunnam. Australian. No. Melissa George. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Melissa Who? George. Not Australian. Oh my God, you're out of time. <laughs> well, I think only I can hear that. Um, it's really, it's really confusing to hear them all in in such quick succession. I know that was the game. That was why it was a game. It's very stressful. Um, you got. Let's see. I think you got three or four wrong. I forgot to keep track. I just was excited when I was saying wrong. This fucking game. (laughs) Play with your friends, Australian or not Australian. What I'm saying is it's hard to know who's Australian. Here are the rules. First, introduce the game for eight minutes. Then play for one minute and then don't keep score. I kept score. You got four wrong. 
and you didn't get the last one, which was Abby You Cornish. did not keep score. You just made that up. No, I did. You got Portia de Rossi wrong, Jamie Dornan wrong, Kelly Brook wrong, Melissa George wrong, and you didn't get to Abby Cornish, who is not Australian. <laughs> to be fair, I really I just get... like the word not Australian. <laughs> didn't Abby Cornish break up Reese Witherspoon's marriage to Ryan Phillippe? Yeah, but is she Australian? Yes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay in her bed. <laughs> And now we can do, and now we can do, uh, Rita. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the who queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Okay, so Lindsay, what is Rita up to this week? Oh my god, did you see that Instagram? The whole world saw the Instagram. The world is still getting over that Instagram. So this week, an Instagram revealed that Rita Ora and Ed Sheeran are in the studio together, working on new music, TBD, Mm -hmm. or maybe they were just in the studio together. I feel like Musicians are always in the studio, so just because you're in the studio with the musician, just because you're in the studio with the musician doesn't necessarily mean you're making music with that person. But exactly, I mean they are they are making it seem like they are. The best thing about this is I'm reading the Sun article about Rita and Ed, and you know there's lots of photos of them together, which is strange. And then I know what caption you're gonna read. Just do it. <laughs> well, there's one that says the singer has described Ed as her best friend. That's one. Is that not the one that you wanted? No. The star has said their platonic friendship is amazing. No. <laughs> which wait, which one? The best caption. The best caption is so the sun oh, this this I know. Instagram video this Instagram video is not that long, but in true UK tabloid fashion, they took more screen grabs of this video than there are frames in the video. And so <laughs> in one of them they picked it where Ed and Rita are looking at each other sort of like like coyly with little half smiles and the caption is the Instagram video has sent music lovers into a spin (laughs) I mean as a music lover I can't lie I'm in a spin about this (laughs) this article also reveals that they that they have written a song together before but the best part is do you want to hear what happened to that song in 2015, in 2015, Ed penned a tune for Rita called Us, although she never released it as a single. <laughs> eee. Maybe she should have. Yikes. Well, that was when she was sort of in limbo. She wasn't releasing anything in 2015. Oh, my God. And the last quote is, it's amazing having a friend in the industry of the opposite sex who you haven't hooked up with. Rita. Rita. <laughs> Wait, I missed that. Yes. Rita, oh respect God. yourself. Respect yourself. Hi, Rita. Rita's like, I love having, like, guy friends who are, like, that I don't find attract. Like, it's, like, enough. We get it. We get it, Rita. Also, poor Ed, but also not poor Ed. Ed is so... Ed's fine. He can get laid. Ed is doing fine. More what I mean is Rita just implying that she can't... I decided to censor myself. I mean, it's just amazing Rita implying that she can't be around men without, you know... It's like, oh, it's really difficult for me working with men in this industry because I can't help myself. I'm surprised this doesn't end with 
the 26-year-old beauty recently turned out and offered to have a threesome with Mel B and Stephen Belafonte. This isn't the Daily Mail, it's the Sun. <laughs> okay. um, they're all guilty of that, by the way. Uh, moving on. Yeah, that's fair. Rita, so Rita wore a couple things that were crazy this week. And well, one. Well, one thing. She wore the same bottoms twice oh in God, one outfit. not what I'm talking about. In one of them, no, I know, but in one of them, she wore the bottoms with a matching top. This sort of like very oversized fluorescent orange tracksuit. Mm-hmm. Like sort of like if Ben Affleck from Goodwill Hunting turned into Rita Ora for the day, right? Um, very flamboyant version of the classic ta- tracksuit. Then in another on another day, she wore the same tracksuit bottoms, but instead of the matching tracksuit top, she wore an insane sweater, sweatshirt, that had a picture of herself on the back and the front. <laughs> and it said, not Rita, not Aura, not Aura, not Rita Aura. It said, Rora? Like, you're going to hear me, Rora? I'm into um, it. Like a- I'm into it. So R O A R A. Are we calling Rita or Aurora now? We're calling her Aurora. It looks like I couldn't even tell you. I'm not. Why am I pretending to know what designer this is? It's, I mean, I'm not. It's hideous, and I want it. Wearing a shirt with yourself on it is cool. That's fine. Weird, but cool. Would I wear this shirt with Rita Ora's face on it? A hundred percent, yes. I can't mm-hmm. find it though. I don't think it's real. I think somebody like made it for her and gave it to her only you know i love this um i love this uh this description rita's shocked expression on the clothing was juxtaposed in her steely face as she strolled out of a building hands shoved deeply into her pockets i mean the writing on the daily mail i feel like is getting better by the day i have to retract something i just said i thought about it again wearing a shirt with yourself on it is not cool (laughs) Right? No. I think it could be cool. I don't think it's inherently cool. Unless Rita wears our shirt with her on it, I don't want Rita wearing a shirt with her on it. Do you agree? Like, we all, I mean, there's a certain type of celebrity, if they wore a shirt with themselves on it, people would, you know, fall head over heels in love with them. But I think that's just the type of celebrity who can do no wrong. Like, if... Viola Davis wore a shirt with herself on it. People be like, Queen, yeah, a legend. You know, like people who everyone loves. But Rita, everyone's like, why? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, like if Kim Kardashian did it, people be like, uh, disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. She has done it. So Yeah, <laughs> she, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, she has done it though, which is funny. But Rita's shirt is very uh, it's very interesting, this Rora thing. I want it. I, w- I want I wanna... it so badly. I want to look it up, but I'm afraid that it's certainly going to be like a five hundred dollars. No, it just it doesn't exist. It doesn't. It doesn't exist. It doesn't. It's. uh, So I was looking at. uh, I'm looking at the sidebar, the Daily Mail sidebar, the classic, um, essential Daily Mail sidebar, and there's a story that it's linking to, that shows Lily James. Known who mm-hmm. next to these Nazi soldiers, and it says Nazi troops march down street of quiet North Devon town, and then in parentheses, don't panic though, it's only for a Lily James movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what an unnecessary scare! 
It's like we're. It's like I, mm, I'm not Nazis are back. World War Three is starting. Just kidding. It's a Lily James movie. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding, guys. Oh my god. Go back to your Rita Ora stories. <laughs> I have to. I have to screen grab that. Nazi troops march down street of quiet North Devontown. Don't panic, though. Wait, where are It's my, only I'm, for a Lily James movie. I can't. I don't even think I got that sidebar, which is shocking because usually they just give you the same one, right? Okay. So, I mean, the sidebar, I feel like, is getting longer. It's somewhere down in the middle of it. So, we're done. Oh, here. It's so... Oh, my God. <laughs> don't panic, though. But I'm then under just says the Downton Abbey um, actress, in case you didn't so, know who Lily James was. We are done for the week. Yeah, I want to thank. Um, who do I want to thank? Betty, who, for being on the show. You were a treat, a true treat. We were so lucky to have you. I would like to thank um, the entirety of Australia for just being there. Oh yeah, yeah. They're so reliable. Do you ever think like, whoa, there's like a continent that's like America but really far away, and they speak the same language as us, but they're just different. Australia. Wow, Lindsay, so deep. It's kind of interesting if you really think about it. Thanks, Australia. Thanks, Australia. I would like to thank uh, Lindsay's bed. Um, <laughs> thank you so much to Lindsay's bed. It's for actually keeping, not even <laughs> for keeping Lindsay comfortable enough to come up with weird games. <laughs> who else actually, I want to thank? I want to thank it's everyone my childhood who bought. Bed also. <laughs> I want to thank everyone who purchased merch at the merch store. Oh my God! You you freaking dreams sending in photos, photos of yourself of you guys oh. in the merch is uh so heartwarming it's life affirming is what it is it's like truly moving i'm i literally have not been as moved as i am when i see a new selfie in our merch there was a guy in the in a tank top last night that sent me into tears i was so happy it was like this is amazing i will never have children but i feel like <laughs> this is a lot like what it must feel like to have children. You know, when you send your children off and people can buy your children and then wear your children. <laughs> it's a lot like that. It's got to be um, like that. I can't imagine what else it would be that, like. That must be parenthood. I can't wait till Bobby is like around his friends who have kids and he's like, mm, well, when I shipped my I don't know her hats and saw them on Beyond on Weekly fans, I was I can tell you I felt very much like that. <laughs> Some kid like very graduated much. Harvard. Very much, very much. <laughs> Uh, and that's it. We're done thanking people. Um, oh, thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's, obviously. 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 And that's it, I think. Yeah. This was, we've been really long-winded. Oh, because that's unusual. You or Jayla? Yeah. Yeah. They want to know. The other person who I love that a lot of Americans don't know is this girl named Missy Higgins. Uh-huh. Don't know the name. Missy Higgins is a singer-songwriter. Yep, don't know her. Yep, another one. Don't know her. That was a HeadGum Podcast.